I got a million different needs. A little list of things I know I can't believe. I know I know that I can breathe. I won't let go. Shuts off, but I know I feel safe. Just a scar I can't erase. Maybe I'm just a fake. Every time I close my eyes, I'm scared that I might realize that every single breath's a joke. What is going on? Bar down breakdown, and tonight. We are joined by our homie Reese Young, Jersey boy, holding it down in Nashville now. You're listening to his song Shallow Breaths, which is dope as hell. Features Aaron Galipsy. Just need to dive into this track right off the bat. So I guess just tell us about the feature and how you got Aaron on it. And also, like, I'm assuming you're a huge Under Oath and the Almost fan or... I guess just walk us through why you approached Aaron to do it and, and everything you can about Shallow Bretts. Yeah, you kind of summed it up right there. I mean, Aaron's and Under Oath is like a legendary band and in, in the scene. And I, uh, it's funny though, there's a lot of, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. This is the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we're not very professional. Tom, sometimes we don't have structure. Yeah. <laughs> no structure. Uh, hi, I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Um, but yeah, no, I there's a lot of uh, cheesy TikTok music going around, you know, and and I, I wanted to make sure that if people stumbled upon my Spotify, they wouldn't think that I was um, part of that. So I was like, let's get some viable features from artists that I know that I've fucked with my whole life and I know that are cool. And um, I ended up doing an emo night with with Aaron here and kind of how it all came together. Nice. Oh, sick. That's awesome. And, and like for a solo artist, like there's so many elements and, and just like, you know, just heavy parts to that song. And did Aaron play drums on that track or, or just the vocal feature? Um, He produced the whole song. Oh, so nice. we did it. Yeah, we did it together. He produced the song and um, he the drums were digital, but he still like, you know, set them together. Up. So he kind of played the drums. What was it like working with with Aaron? Because I know he's like, for the most part, he's a pretty multi instrumentalist, you know, performer. Like he can he can play multiple instruments. He's able to to he's a tremendous drum player. But even like the stuff for the almost, like he showed that he can be proficient in both kind of like you know arenas. Whether it's kind of like keeping the rhythm section or even playing on guitar so what was kind of like the process of of working with him um on on this track it was it was uh we did it over zoom and i was worried because it's like aaron you know and i'm i'm me and i'm not aaron so i was like <laughs> when we before when we first did it um i was nervous but we ended up connecting over the um anxiety stuff that we go through together and mm-hmm. i wrote that song in like two hours and then it was done nice and i was like and then I, I initially he wasn't going to feature on it. And then I was like, uh, you know, you said you like the song a lot. Maybe you should sing or something. <laughs> and he ended up like being down with it. So that was pretty cool. He's a great guy. 
I love that. And it's been out for about a month now and doing really well and getting on some playlists and things like that. So um, I'm, I'm sure you're happy with the reception so far. Yeah, it's a it's a grind, you know. You gotta, you gotta keep putting music out and see how it does, and just try and build a cool brand and cool reputation. Um, make sure people know that you're you're legit and mean business, um, and you're not just kind of cringy and corny, and you're a real you're a real artist. So, um, I got another one coming, and then an EP soon. So I'm pretty nice. stoked. Cool. Is it kind of like that uh, that waterfall style where you kind of like take all the singles and just put it into an EP with like has two extra songs that haven't been released yet? Yeah, yeah, that's the way the label wants it. So the next one comes out March seventeenth. Insider info for all the. <laughs> I love that, and that's St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah. Oh, cool! Is it? That's that's yeah. awesome. Right, or is it the sixteenth? Maybe I don't it's the seventeenth. It's a Friday, okay. so. Yeah, because we're playing we're playing with goalkeeper on the seventeenth. It'll be a St. Patrick's Day hometown show for us, and nice. It's just gonna get a little bit wild. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's hot drinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would imagine, especially like, is it at Will's? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's probably gonna be crazy. <laughs> Good stuff. So I I guess just um since you mentioned that the label wanted you to drop this EP um. Walk us through linking up with Adventure Cat. Um, I, I truthfully don't know much about the label other than, than our friends Felicity are on it. Um, are they located in like Nashville or the the East Coast or? So they're what's the deal. They're, um, it's a it's the dudes that used to manage three hundred three and Neck Deep and um, somebody else, but now they manage Stand Atlantic that band. Um, who's mm-hmm. on hopeless and they wanted to start a little developmental label side project so they started it called it adventure cat just two dudes one's in la and one's in the uk um and they found me on spotify and they dm me on instagram it was kind of a blessing super exciting um and they were like hey we we, we run this developmental thing you ever think about releasing on a label i'm like only every day you know i, I think about releasing on a label so um their whole their whole business model is to sign artists and see what they can do if they can get them to the next level and um i was all about that and it's been like a year and some change and Mm -hmm. we're about to complete the term and um couldn't be happier with them great guys that's awesome yeah that you know and you said it's more of like a artist development label where they're they're really trying to help kind of yeah yeah it definitely seems like a passion project for them and they're, nice. they're super into it and never make a fuss about money or never make a fuss about anything like creatively. They're just like, dude, we like what you do. So we want to help you get there. And it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool. I love that. I love that. So I guess being a Jersey kid, were there any like labels that you were growing up just like, man, one day I just hope that I, I land on this so-and-so label. What, what was like the bucket list one for you? Yeah, Fueled by Ramen is probably the one for me that I grew up. Uh, and I was like, I got to be on that that label where all my favorite bands are. So um, hopefully one day, that'd be cool. He says this wearing a Paramore shirt. So I, I kind of like, I was like, let me put two and two together really quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, I told it on, on this podcast, but um, back in 2004, maybe, no, maybe it was 2003, there's this venue on Long Island called the Downtown, and 
Fallout Boy and Amberlynn were on tour together, and young 16 or 17 year old Haley Williams went on like a few of those dates and she played like two or three songs before the show even started. And like no one knew who Paramore was or who Haley Williams was. And it was just like historic. Like looking back on it now, I'm like, geez, not like the fact that I saw Fallout Boy in like a 250 cap room. Yeah. It's still something I'm like very proud of. But like then when you factor in like, oh, sick, Amberlynn was also on that show. And then Haley Williams. Williams played like a few songs. It was that's insane. Sick. Two Titans. That's crazy. I, don't and know. I, I would almost say that Paramore is the biggest, the largest out of yeah. those three bands right now. And she opened. That's that. That's the kind of shit that well, blows she didn't even mind. open. Like she wasn't even on the bill or anything. Like oh, she just <laughs> like they were about to sign her to F- Fueled by Ramen. Like I don't even think Paramore. They built music. the band around her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think like they had music out or anything like that. And she just went up there and played like two or three songs. And I don't even know which songs they were. I can't even remember that far back, but pretty, pretty epic. Probably stuff off of like All We Know Is Falling. Mm-hmm. Possibly. So, um, yeah, it's funny because growing up in the Northeast, it's it's a smaller label. But for me on Long Island, I always thought like, Man, if a band got got on Triple Crown Records, like that's the hometown label. But you're not, you don't really hear Triple Crown Records being like a prestigious label anymore. But back in the day, that was like the one, like that's the one that got brand new and, and signed brand new before anyone knew who they were or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's huge. I'm hoping to be one of those acts one day. So, hell yeah. So, the dream. Let's dive into, uh, you, you know your origination story and growing up in the jersey jersey scene because the jersey scene is also historic just like the long island scene so i guess whereabouts in jersey were you growing up and like what was your hometown venue and what are some of like those i guess like the my fallout boy story like what what was your story of like catching some of your favorite bands in the jersey scene um yeah i grew up like in central jersey so um starland ballroom was probably like the big one growing up that i went to all the time that was where i went my first show my first show ever was all american rejects um at starland and that was really cool i have a picture of me like as a little kid with them it was it was cool and i actually just wrote um a song with nick wheeler he lives here now who's in all american rejects Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Oh, I showed him, showed him the picture of me at his show when I was like six. Um, but yeah, Starland Ballroom was big, and then uh, I uh, that was that was probably I can't I, I don't remember really going to anything super tiny like that two hundred cap Fallout Boy Paramore show. I don't think I can top that. Um, but that was that was probably it. Cool. And did did you like? instantly like throw yourself in the scene or did that come later in life um no yeah growing up i played hockey surprise nice um, <laughs> yeah that was my thing i thought i was gonna go to the nhl i went to, <laughs> I, I went to uh my front tooth is fake like not even kidding it's the whole thing i um i went to public school and then when high school came around i wanted to keep playing and my public school didn't have it so i went to a private school for it and then 
it was about my junior year where I was like, I could either play D3 hockey or go to college. And I was like, I'm going to go to college. And I, uh, I uh, didn't actually start writing music until my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Kind of got into it. And I always knew I wanted to do it, but it was kind of weird. I, I was in the hockey thing and it was kind of preppy. And I don't know, it was a weird, it was a weird time for me, um, formative period, but kind of came into myself at, uh, in college, so. I think it's like a funny story because you're not the first person to say, you know, I had these two paths in front of me. I could have continued playing hockey or I could have, you know, started writing music and everybody kind of goes down that more creative path. And it's always cool to like hear these stories come out because it's like, you know, it's always like that, that what could have been style situation. But I feel like everyone is always more what's the word i'm looking for there's more gratification in kind of like opening up a little bit more creatively and like putting your art out there than you know getting your other tooth knocked out yeah totally (laughs) to save me some money but uh i don't know i i sucked at first so it was hard to kind of put shit out and um have people be like oh, this is what you gave hockey up for? And I'm like, no, I'm just learning. I'm getting better. I, you know, whatever. And it's kind of cool now to be like, oh, I'm playing House of Independence. It sold out two nights in a row and uh, did the Devil's Game and stuff like that and labels. And But at the, there was a long – it's a long time where I was like I wasn't very good at it. And mm-hmm. um, I uh, I definitely think back to that all, all, all the time. And you, you mentioned D3 hockey. And I, I had this conversation with – a family member not too long ago, like just the grind of playing D three sports because my roommate in college played D three basketball mm. and he would still have to get up at like 5 AM to do like the, the workout sessions and then have like late night study sessions. as Oh a team. yeah. Like, and it's like, like you play for Alabama. It's like, yeah. Like, and it's like, wait, you're playing D three, you get no money and yet you have no social life. It's like, why are you doing this? Yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It was tough. I had to I had to hang him up, but uh I think it was the right decision. I still love hockey. I'm still very invested in it and never going to that that part will never go away. So. Yeah. Now, one thing that we do notice is like when after they decide on which path they're going to go, like some some of our former guests like once they go on that music path, they kind of just like forget about hockey for a couple of years and then probably at like their late twenties, early thirties fall back in love with hockey. And then they like have both worlds going at the same time. Like, did you experience that at all? No, I've always, uh, I, I was a youth coach. I was in college. I was doing the whole thing. I play fantasy. I go to devil's games whenever I go home. It's like, it's just a part of me. I'm never going to be able to ditch. And, um, I, I, it's like, I just, I love it so much. I love hockey. I love I love the Devils. I uh, it's a big thing for my family too. Every like the whole family's into it, and every time I go home, we we always make it a, a parent to go to a game together and and hang out and talk about. It. Like I'm in a different spot. My sister's in a, in in California in college, and my mom and dad are home, and it's kind of nice to have something to talk about. And it's usually just talking shit about the Rangers. So hey, hey so talking shit all, about yeah. the Rangers is like we can all <laughs> we can all agree. <laughs> Yeah, especially now that we're better finally. So, yeah, the Islanders. Uh, you know, we, we're we've gone through a lot 
the past like year and a half. And it seems like, you know, going into that all-star game, winning those last two and then coming out, it seems like we might be on like a little, little bit of a run. I'm going to knock on wood, but that, that huge Bo Hovart trade and yeah, you know, I like it. I like the move now. I'm a little worried like four years from now um, with all those contracts and older dudes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You, You sound like a real Islander fan. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just like I saw, I saw when they signed him. I was like, okay, that's not bad individually. But then when you hold it up against like Pajo's contract and like all the other ones, you're like, oh, this is good. They're all going to be like 35 and making $8 million. Yeah. I, but every team's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that they've, the, the, it's the bridge deal. I think that's kind of what it is. Like you, you have your entry level contract and then you, you'll get a bridge deal, which is like, you know, two or three years. So that automatically puts you at like 26, yeah, yeah, 27. Yeah, it's very rare that you get like a Dylan Cousins or a Jack Hughes deal and you'd sign it right away. Yeah, because they didn't even do that for Barzil. Like they they made him sign a bridge deal. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so like that's kind of the trend. So then obviously once these superstars come out of a bridge deal, they're going to want to get paid and they're going to want like the, the max number of years that you can give them. So yeah, you kind of have to give it to them. You kind of have to. Yeah. The Otherwise they're gonna you walk. Give, yeah. The only way you dish out those contracts early is if you make a bet on a super young kid and um, it's pretty risky to do that. It sure is. That's for sure. But uh, we'll definitely dive into a bunch more music talk, but I, I, I do want to talk about Reese young music and, you know, you, you mentioned the the Palisade show and um, how it you got two nights at House of Independence sold out and our homies and Suck Brick Kid are are they playing both nights or just one of the nights? Um, I believe they're doing both. They're so good. They oh, they also Grant. We're using yeah. their we're using their drum kit. So <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. They uh they played year one of Bar Down Breakfast. They're Orlando homies and they're unbelievable they played this like hybrid acoustic like half band set and it was was full punk yeah it was so good it was like a full punk it was so good hell yeah okay cool yeah i'm excited that's well they're they're probably they're probably gonna play full band then yeah they'll do full band but you'll have you'll have grant come up to you after the set he'll be like hey man that was a really cool fucking set (laughs) and you're gonna be (laughs) you're gonna be like i don't know what you said man but that's uh thank you (laughs) (laughs) appreciate it i hope he listens to this podcast probably i've I've been making fun of his voice for years i love it (laughs) i'll look out for it (laughs) so i i guess um just walk us through those shows and like you know it it sounds like you've played with palisades before so are, are you like homies with those guys and when they wanted to do these shows that uh has independence they they hit you up and were like you want you want on or yeah how did that go down exactly exactly that like the old thing like they so two of them went to my high school they all they're all from jersey so it was kind of like a, a little connection thing and we got linked up last year again for more shows after covid um their singer left um their second singer left brandon who was also my roommate so that was interesting um <laughs> But yeah, when they said that they were going to bring Lou back for these shows, um, they hit me up and 
they were like, it wouldn't feel right if you weren't on it. Like, it's just a Jersey thing, and we want to be the family. And I was like, absolutely, we'll be there. You don't even have to pay us. And they're not going to pay us. And then they ended up selling out both shows, and that was a bad negotiation on my end. So those <laughs> <laughs> are a little pissed at me, the band. I got to pay out of pocket, so we'll see. But uh, um, I was just so, happy to be a part of it, and I'm stoked for those dudes. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm really upset they're going to be going away, but um, new chapter, you know? So – what Reese is trying to say is buy the merch. Go to the merch table and hook it up. Yeah, we're gonna need. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> donate. Little, little inflation that night. Yeah, low inflation that night per t-shirt. <laughs> Do you have a sweet like crossover Devils Reese Young shirt? Oh yeah, I got one. It's um, it's on my Instagram. I can't really show you on my phone here. You can't, but it's it's a picture. It's one of those like shitty old edits, like NASCAR T type things. But oh, it's like yes. me in a Devils jersey and my cat. And like, it's, it's it's crazy. People love it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I there's nothing better than a crossover band hockey shirt. I yeah, got to do it. I mean, yeah, got to do it. Yeah, especially if you're a hockey fan, and even if you're not a hockey fan, I feel like there's such a crossover with like the the your fans who are like into alternative music and hockey. It's like cash in on it. Oh, like, dude, you're gonna it was love sick. It. I was like, when I played Riot Fest, there was somebody in the front row with uh you know like the devil's hat hat they made like a hat that says hat yeah. on it yeah somebody wearing that and i was in the jersey and we like had a whole moment and, like pointed to him like, that, that guy's cool that guy's cool <laughs> like the spider-man meme yeah was like, that, that, guy's cool. <laughs> that was awesome it was in chicago so i was like what the hell i thought it was cool hell yeah, yeah and you got to play ride fest but... man that's freaking awesome yeah ride fest was cool I'm, I, Bamboozle seems cool too, and Bad Omens is playing that. I really like them, and Kane Hill is playing that. I I love those dudes too. So, did you uh, were were you too young for the Bamboozles, like the original no, Bamboozles? I, I remember the last one I went to was Skrillex and Bon Jovi crazy weekend headlining. It was sick. I was a big Skrillex guy at the time. That was my team phase. So, yeah, that was awesome. Bamboozle yeah. is a, a, definitely an interesting. Like, it was a down period of Warp Tour. Like, I feel like Warp Tour was kind of on the decline for a little bit. Mm. And, like, Bamboozle came out of nowhere. And I was a freshman in college. And I actually drove, like, five and a half hours to go to the first Bamboozle. And it was a ridiculous weekend. Like, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was just unreal. <laughs> in the yeah. crappiest, like, Hojo Hotel, like, in... Paris, was it Parisvini or what, how do you say it's it? It's like right next to Asbury. It's down there. It's like yeah. on the beach, or it was on the beach. No, the the one that I went to is at at uh, MetLife Stadium. Oh like yeah, oh yeah, I remember play. those. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was bonkers. <laughs> and they had like the, I, I think it, like every NFL team has it where they have like a practice field that's kind of in like a smaller dome. Yeah. And they had a few like secret stages in there. Mm. And that's where we saw the sleeping play as biker woman. Like hmm. a lot of bands played on their secret secret names, and it was that's just cool. bonkers. Can't get, but that yeah, name. it's back, right? It, yeah, I don't know how back it is necessarily. Like I don't know what what it's gonna be like, but uh, it seems cool. Yeah, and they they've done like skate and surf, and then brought that back a couple of years ago, and it seems like they keep bringing them back to that Asbury Park area. Yeah, it's a cool area. For sure, I I had my uh, bachelor party at in Manasquan. 
Oh, dude. I can't believe you said that. At Leggett's, it was so good. But (laughs) it was Jack. Yeah, my dream place to live. Oh, it's beautiful. And we went in January, so, like, only the locals were really there. Mm -hmm. And there's a video of me very hungover trying to do the polar bear challenge the next morning. Oh, boy. (laughs) And my brain wasn't working yet, but my legs were moving, and my brain was, like, completely shut off. And I just face planted on the rock hard sand and got a concussion (laughs) and then our other and concussed yeah it ruined my weekend i'm not gonna lie yeah no that would yeah that would ruin my weekend but legates is a sweet place man that that bar is awesome yeah i love i love manuscon it's amazing it's uh i I would if i had it my way i'd live on the beach right there and never move again touche so i i guess since we're talking moving um what brought you down to nashville uh i went to college here i went to belmont okay Um, i'm studied music business um kind of learned the ins and outs of that and um i've graduated in 2020 and then the pandemic hit so yeah it was sick luck um none of my friends and i could really get jobs or anything we're all because covid so we were all living off unemployment like five people in a house like worried to go outside it was an interesting time to graduate college yeah and it's funny um you know belmont being a music school obviously or one of its main programs is music the dudes in at least one of the dudes in grayscale went for, to belmont and that band judah and the lion came out of judah, belmont. Yeah, judah was there yeah tyler joseph from 21 pilots got denied Oh. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't let him in the songwriting program. That's his. Every time he plays here, he's like, "Yeah, anybody who go to Belmont, uh, they didn't let me in." Um, it's like uh, I thought that was cool. So, so do you think Nashville's gonna be your permanent residence for a little while, or are you trying to get into? Because Nashville isn't just country music anymore, right? and being, it sounds like you do some producing as well. Or are you trying to? kind of plant your roots in, in Nashville and, and kind of explore other genres of music? No, yeah, it's a, it's a good spot um, right now, financially super affordable. Um, my heart's still up north for sure, um, but my wallet is not. It's too expensive. <laughs> um, my parents and my family are all up there, and I love going up there, but uh, Nashville's cool. There's so many creative people here, like the guy that produces for me, lives like 20 minutes from me and i ran into him at a bringing the horizon show coincidentally and introduced myself and now we have these songs coming out and it's just that kind of town and it's a good spot to be and there's venues everywhere and like you said it's not all country anymore like the whole the emo night thing that they did was there was like they sold like 2,000 tickets like it's like a big deal um and they do it every couple months um so it's it's definitely a pretty diverse scene now and uh I, I love the part of Nashville. I mean, I'm in East Nashville. It's it's super cool. A lot of younger people and um, a lot of people that are trying to do the same thing. So, What's that neighborhood called? The Gooch or Gooch? Or... The Gulch? That's the rich the people. I don't, I, don't, I don't fuck with that. The Gooch. The, the Gooch. I saw Philip Forsberg running around there once. That was cool. That's sick, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what to say. I said go Preds and he ran away. So. Yeah, 
obviously when I went to Nashville for an Islander Preg game, I went with my wife and she made me go to this like biscuit place in that neighborhood and waited for like hours oh, <laughs> to get well. like decent biscuits. Like it wasn't anything that changed oh, no, my life. The way. No, that part of town, I, I just can't go there anymore. It's too bougie. Yeah. Not even that. It's just like, it's so overpriced and overhyped. And this part of town has like, I love this. Uh, ne- next time you're here, let me know. And I'll send you some restaurants to go to that. You'll enjoy. Yeah. Overall though, like, and we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. I, I truthfully enjoyed my time in Nashville. Like it really was a great, game day experience for a road fan like it was tons of fun because everybody travels down for it and like they're all on broadway before getting fucked up and like you go to the game and they shut broadway down after and it's so it's cool it's great game day and so many players have their families fly down for that so like this was when johnny boychuk was still on the islanders and you know we went in a couple of days early and so did the team Mm. So, like, we were just, like, walking around, bar hopping, and going into a bunch of restaurants, and, like, you would just see the Boychuck clan, like, the clan. Like, it was just, like, 20 of them that all kind of looked like Johnny Boychuck. <laughs> it was just, like, oh, okay, these people are definitely Johnny Boychuck's family. And then, like, I've told it on the podcast a, a long time ago, we were walking, and Scotty Gomez was oh, the uh, power play. He was the power play coach for oh. the Islanders at the time. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he only lasted like a year. <laughs> he was walking across the street, and I just you know he's very easy to recognize, like bald head and everything. And we're just like, hey, Scotty Gomez, what's up, dude? <laughs> and like just let him walk by. And then later on in the night, we ended up being in the same exact restaurant as him. And I was just like, this is awkward. He probably thinks we're like following him, and and like. It's Scott Gomez. I don't give a shit about seeing Scott Gomez. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I was ordering my food, and, like, I could tell that he was, like, looking at us. And I was just like, hey, what's up, Scott? And then he's like, I'm not Scott Gomez. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, I apologize. Sorry. So I, like, left them alone. And then, like, I get my food, and I'm about to walk to my table. And he's like, dude, I'm fucking Scott Gomez. Like, what's going <laughs> on? And he, like, <laughs> he was, like, the nicest dude. And he wasn't, like asking us like oh you know you're an islander fan like it wasn't any of that any of that like he just talked to me and my wife like people like he was like Mm -hmm. hey what do you guys do for work like you know where do you live like just super down to earth and i could tell he was a little like half in the bag like he was a little drunk yeah and he goes you know um how many people in your group i was like actually you know there's like 35 (laughs) <laughs> he's like get the fuck out of here i'm like yeah you know i i got some of my friends from charlotte that came and he's like all right well just write down four of your closest friends on this napkin and i'll get you family passes and i was just like okay scott gomez so he just like <laughs> scribbled my name on his bar napkin and gave it to him and i was just like nothing's gonna happen from this games a, a night later or two nights later and uh i was like you know what we got some time to kill. Like, let's go to the the box office and see if Scott Gomez left family passes. So I just go up to this lady. I'm like, "Hey, um, I think Scott Gomez <laughs> family passes for us." And she's like, "What's your name?" And I told her my name. And sure enough, she wow. came back with like official Nashville Predators family passes. That's awesome. And I was just like holy crap, I can't believe Scott Gomez. And I've never seen him again after that. Like, he didn't meet up with us 
like at the family uh, like thing after. So it was kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I, I kind of wish that I didn't go because literally the boy Chuck family's there. Barzell's family's there. Anders Lee's family's there. So it's like their moms and dads. And then me and my, <laughs> my wife and my, my best friend and his wife. And we're just like kind of in the corner. Like, Hey, <laughs> who brought you guys scott gomez it was very awkward that's sick though see yeah, that's, that's cool you tell that story and my logic is i would have got up to him and be like Are you scott gomez and he would have been like no i'm not scott gomez and i would have been like first off how many people think you look like scott gomez and mm-hmm. secondly are you fucking with me <laughs> but but truthfully like at the end of the day Scott Gomez is a devil. So like it's not like if he was like a lifelong islander, I would maybe try to pry and get yeah. it out of him. But I don't I didn't really care to meet Scott Gomez. I was just like, oh, that's definitely Scott Gomez. But we've said Scott Gomez's name way too many times in like the last five minutes. So we're gonna I love it. So that's you know you got a devil's fan <laughs> on the podcast then. That's good. Yeah. Touche. So I guess this is a perfect time. To do our thing, Justin. All right. But we could start with DraftKings, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pull that one up. And maybe I should have had that open already, but I'll get that one, two, three. Just true professionals. Love it. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 bonus bets instantly. Plus, all new customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. to see what prop bet will be boosted. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You ready, Justin? Yep. Hey, bar down breakdownians. This time of year, everyone is making big changes, which is all well and good. But most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I know I gave up on New Year's resolutions a long time ago. But I've actually found that the smallest change to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make big deal purchases. Even the smallest thing can be a big change, even if it's something that you use every day, like I use my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. So with the year 2023 just starting off, trying to listen to as much music as possible, and I throw in my Raycons to get the best and clearest sound possible. So whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And And you know what, Mikey? What's that? They're half the price. They're half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other guys. 
So, you know, I have a pair in my car, pair at school, pair at home. I got pairs everywhere. So, even if you know you love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now and pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. You know what I like about my Raycons the most, Mikey? That they have noise isolation, so I can sit there in my work meetings and I don't have to hear anything else around me except my meeting. And they even have awareness mode and custom gel tips to make sure that it's the perfect, most comfortable ear fit. So ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THBN to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right. Little story time with Justin and Mike. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good for our first time doing that. All right. So, Reese, let's let's talk some hockey, man. I, I know we kind of briefly touched on it before, but, you know, being in Jersey, did you have any other choice or is just like, you were kind of born with a white and black and red jersey on and just had no choice but to be a Devils fan. There's a there's a lot of choices being in New Jersey. There's you know the Flyers are right there, the Rangers are right there, the Islanders are right there, but I uh was really proud of where I was from, so I I wanted to and you know at the time the, the Nets were a thing and they were from Jersey, but I wanted to be a part of New Jersey and then the Nets ended up leaving. It was just the Devils, so but I grew up uh, as big of a Devils fan as anybody could be um my dad wanted me to be a baseball player and i uh it was i was at the age where i was picking sports to play right in 2003 when the devils won Mm -hmm. and uh i was like yep i'm gonna learn how to ice skate and that's it and i quit baseball and i played hockey and that was it i was like five and uh um that was it i was i was a devils fan and that my family got super into it and um the rest is history so objectively the better option yeah clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now have i guess since you're a little bit younger than us like do you only remember the prudential center no i remember con I, it was continental um back then i used to when we used to go to games all the time um i remember how steep the upstairs was i remember how narrow the concourses were. And then I remember my first time at Prudential Center being like, this is sick because it was so much nicer. Um, but yeah, I definitely remember the other spot too. It was better for tailgating. Um, There's like no tailgating now, right? No, no, Newark. No one wants to go to Newark. Yeah. I, I, I've only gone once and I took the train and it was a, it was a great time. Um, the arena is beautiful. Yeah. The arena is beautiful. Um, and I, I hate to say this because the Islander fans have started to do it recently too. But when I went, like you guys had in your fan section, like someone banging the drum and I Mm -hmm. thought that was so cheesy. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And then the Islanders supporter groups started doing it like 10 years ago. I'm like, no, like, I don't know what that's about (laughs) the soccer thing. I thought, but yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I like the people knock the devil's games um, because on TV, like it doesn't look like there's a lot of people there, but there's always a lot of people there. I don't know why it looks like that on TV. Yeah. I know spit and chicklets was talking about that earlier this year. Those dudes are are idiots. I don't know. I can't. I can't. (laughs) Those guys are so dumb. 
like I, I like that that same game. My parents were there, and it filled up. Like they they took that picture of your like first period before the puck dropped on like a Tuesday. Like people aren't going to be there. It's not Montreal, but later in the game it filled up. It's like I don't know. That really pissed me off. Yeah, I don't think like some news reporters or hockey media people understand like the metro traffic and like how long it takes to get places like the same is going on now with the UBS arena like mm-hmm. traffic on Long Island is no freaking joke and no it's e- not even if you're leaving your house at like four o'clock on like eastern Long Island it could take you two hours with traffic to get out to the game so like you gotta take that into account like that's why all their games are starting at 7 30 this year Mm. is to try to like help with that but it's still tough so i i I get it and the time i went it was you know majority full and i'm sure it was still probably on paper a sellout because that happens in every arena like Mm -hmm. you're gonna see empty seats because they're season ticket holders or like ticket brokers that buy a bunch of seats and if they don't sell then they're gonna be Mm -hmm. empty they have my issue with how the devils do it is they have those those i don't know how well you remember but they have those sections in the middle that are like the black seats that have the devil's logo on them and they're super expensive and and they never sell all of them because they're thousands of dollars and like you know it's a lot of money and they're usually season ticket holders or companies buy them so that's the part that is on tv every game I'm like, why do you do? Why can't you just have it on the side where there is no TV camera, and and the other side can fill in and look better on TV? I guess they don't care about appearances; they care about money. But um, that's kind of where I think it all derives from. Always comes back to the money, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Reese, I know you said that you kind of got into you know the the Devils when they kind of like won their cup in in you know when you were five. But, you know, what was it like kind of just growing up watching objectively what probably is one of the greatest goalies of our generation, like just playing with Marty Brodeur? It's uh, it makes being a fan after he retired a lot harder. (laughs) I can definitely say that it was uh, I don't know. It was it was cool. It was cool to have that guy even in like 2012 when we when we played the kings in the cup and he was playing he was like like 36 37 he was still like doing his thing it was it was crazy i definitely took it for granted as a young kid but um Mm -hmm. it was super special but then once keith kincaid came in you were like shit like we really did have an unbelievable coach yeah (laughs) and still until this year vtech has been great so um but yeah I, i think uh not to not to rip Lou Lamarillo, your your GM, but I think he kind of really screwed us uh, pretty hard with his decisions and set us back a very long time. Um, and uh, now we're finally we got the right the right guy in charge and the right the right people behind the bench, and um, they seem to be doing it exactly how I want them to. Yeah, it, it's tough. Islander fans are are like on the fence with him. And at the time when we brought him in, like what the Islanders needed was like a name that was respectable and like stability, right? Like right. he's the most like st- stable GM yeah. ever. Like at yeah. times that's his fault. Like he's, he's too by the book. Yeah. That's so his thing. yeah, that's his thing. And 
I think that's what the Islanders just needed, especially like going into a new arena. Like they wanted the fans to like know that this was going to happen. Like we Mm -hmm. were going to get the new arena. Like you don't have to worry, Mm -hmm. especially like when (laughs) we were playing half our season at Brooklyn and half our season on Long Island. Like what professional teams doing that? Like that's bonkers. Yeah. Those Brooklyn games were terrible. I went, I went to one. I felt it was just like, Oh boy. Um, super weird spot but the new arena looks beautiful so i guess it was worth it i just went over christmas break and it is it's like disney world for a hockey fan it's ridiculous oh i gotta go and it's and i'm not just saying this because i'm an islander fan there's no lines like no if you want to go get food and there's like so many different cool food options it's not like your typical like hot dog chicken fingers and pretzels like i got falafel like where, awesome. where are you getting falafel in an NHL arena? Like it was, and it was good falafel, like a real good, like falafel gyro. Like it was good. And then um, the bathroom situation is like chef's yeah. kiss, dude. Okay. Like I went at the start of the second intermission. Like, first of all, like a real hockey fan's not going at during intermission. Like you're going to wait for like, a stoppage of play when the red light goes on and you're going to run at that point to go use the bathroom like normally. Mm. Yeah. However, I was just like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm just getting the full experience. I'm just going to, you know, go during intermission. I was in and out in like 30 seconds. I'm like, what the hell? Like this doesn't happen anywhere. There's just so many bathrooms. It's, it's freaking awesome. I gotta go. I gotta go. It looks, it looks, isn't there a speakeasy in there somewhere? Mm hmm. There's, dude, I, I probably saw, I would say, a quarter of the arena. Like, there's just so much wow. I couldn't take it all in. That's awesome. Yeah. Jealous. Super jealous. And and my logo's hanging up in the arena. Yeah, I was so. going to say, you have your logo up in there for the Isles yep. meetups. <laughs> That's yep. cool. Yep. All of my logos are up there. So, See, the only thing we have at Emily where the bolts play uh, is that you can get a blooming onion. Just they just have a blooming onion stand from Outback. Really? Yeah. Dude, so that's the most excited I've been ever, I think. You just, about just literally just you'll have like just Tampa fans with just a blooming onion and everyone's like kind of like sharing it and dipping it. And I figured out that's why Tampa fans are so fucking angry all the time. <laughs> because because they just onion? have yeah, they just have the runs from the Bloomin' Onion, and they're just so angry that they're sitting there and they can't run to the bathroom because we don't have enough bathrooms like fucking UBS Center. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so weird. I love that. <laughs> that is a that's that's a weird arena food to have. It's it's literally just a they have like a full on outback, and then they just have a Bloomin' Onion stand that you can just walk up and just get Bloomin' that's, Onions. It blows oh, my mind. That's sick. But then, did you just say that they also have, like, a full-service Outback? So, like, if yeah. you wanted to, you could just sit down and have a steak? Yeah. That's why players sign there, man. That's why they're so good. I see. Yeah, because they get filled up with uh, Bloomin' Onion, and they get put on the, on the ice. <laughs> Touche. So, I, I guess, um, just talking Devils hockey, um, who, who's your all-time favorite Devil? Uh... Zach Parisi probably. Um, growing up, he was my like idol, and then when he left, I didn't quite understand it because um, I was younger. But looking back on it, like he went home and took a lot of money, so I kind of understand. And but he was definitely the guy I grew up watching, and I wore number nine, and um, 
I wanted to be just like him. I went to a hockey camp that he ran up in uh, Wayne once and talked to him, and um, he was super nice. And that's that was my guy for sure. And who would think like <clears throat> all these years later he'd be playing with the Islanders and like still being relevant and yeah, quality minutes, quality minutes, and like at there's games where he's like the best player out there. Yeah. Like still. Yeah. Just sick. And then like, and, and this is what I'm talking about. Like Lou Lamorell being so safe. Like everyone knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knew that he once like things were going South with the wild, like, yep, he's going to bring him in. And sure enough, he did. And same with Andy green, like Andy green, fucking Kyle Palmieri. He's yep. trading for Zajac. Thanks for that first round pick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he that's all he wants to do. He just wants to bring every like former player that he had back. Yeah, it almost worked. You guys got pretty far, right? Yeah. Well, not last year. Not last year. year. But so Parisi. All right. I I respect that. And uh now that you're in Nashville, do you do you catch him every time that the devils come to town? Oh yeah, this this uh every time I I'd make sure to go. It was fun. This year the game was on uh, my mom's birthday, so my family flew down and we all went. Nice. Of course, it was the one game out of the five road losses that they have all year that they that they lost. So, um, or whatever five road losses they have since a certain date, but um, they lost. But it was a lot of fun. I uh, it it's uh it's cool to see your team away. It feels a lot more intimate than being home for some reason for me going right up to the glass and warm-ups and being one of the few in red yeah and, and I'm, I'm sure that there were still probably a bunch of devil fans there. oh yeah yeah a lot of a lot of jersey transplants down here too and it's a destination city now so a lot of people are flying down for it yeah it's it's definitely you know if, if you're on the fence about catching a game on the road like that's probably top five places to yeah. go and, and catch your team on the road yeah it's a lot of fun highly can't can't recommend it more yeah absolutely so I, I guess you know since um we've dived into your your devil fandom not too long ago you you had a, a pretty special moment with the devils and and got a little recognition so do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah i uh that was super cool they they do this like uh this this new jersey artist kind of spotlight thing this season and um well, oh, that's not sick. i didn't know that not necessarily artists but like you know artists and celebrities i'm not a celebrity but i played <laughs> I, I when I, I i sent them a dm to try and get it and i was like oh i play riot fest and i'm on a label and i have this tattoo and you guys already follow me because of the tattoo and I was like, they were like, oh yeah, okay, cool, yeah, you can come, come light up the whatever. And I was like, sick. And uh, they let me, they let me come, and they were super nice, and they gave me my family tickets, and I, uh, I lit up the rock with the pitchfork before the game, and uh, I, I still think about that like at least once an hour. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a dream come true, and they lost, but it's, <laughs> it's okay. So you got to light it. Yeah, that's it all was, that matters. It was I'll, cool. I'll, I'm not saying that like I'm super connected with the Islanders, but I, I have the ears of a few people. And that's one of the things I mentioned is like incorporating like local artists and 
like local culture into the game day presentation. Yeah. And like it it feels like the Islanders don't have an identity at times. Mm-hmm. And like now that we have the new building and stability, it's like, let's make our identity. Like we're not Billy Joel. Like that's what our identity used to be. Like, oh, Billy Joel sold out the Coliseum so many times. Like he's got his number in the rafters. Like that's what it was just like fed to us. And the guy can give two shits about hockey. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. And it's just like, why are we doing this? Like, there's so many super talented artists and bands and musicians on Long Island. Like, why not give them a little bit of a spotlight? So cool. I emailed them a list of probably like 50 bands and artists from Long Island. Like, this is what you guys should be doing. Like, start featuring them like the Devils are doing. And like, other teams are doing it. Like, you guys had... and. Don't quote me on this, but like for the longest time, you had a gaslight anthem song as your goal. Still song. is, still it's, is, yeah. Because I know that they were like gonna vote it out at one point, but then it like yeah. won again. It won, yeah, it won because they're a Jersey band and everybody loves them. So yeah, like that's that makes freaking sense. And mm-hmm. like they're playing like senses fail songs during the yeah, games. They play and, like, Jersey by Mayday Parade. They like they get into it. They get into it. And that makes freaking sense. Why not do that? Like there's such a crossover with people that are going to games with alternative music. Like you see it with the Avalanche, right? Like they have twenty thousand people singing Blink One Eighty Two songs. Yeah. Like, sick. It's so sick, and I'm I'm hoping the Islanders take my recommendation and start mixing in like some of the the Long Island scene bands That'd into be really their. Cool. I don't know. I don't know how much Lou has to do with that, but he's he's always got like a tight grip on his organizations, right? It's like, too much. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. So, like for example. I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina now, and we have the Charlotte Checkers, the AHL team. And for the longest time before the Lamorellos, because his son is also the GM of the the Bridgeport Islanders, Chris Chris Lamorello. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, for the longest time before the Lamorellos came into the organization, whenever I had, like, the groups for the, the, the... they were the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Whenever we had groups, we'd be able to go down to the tunnel before the game, before the periods, and like, you know, high five and cheer on the the players as they go onto the ice, which is super cool because, yeah, you know, there's usually about like seventy five to hundred of us Islander yeah. fans there, yeah. like on the road in Charlotte, North Carolina, where like they don't get any road support ever. No, yeah, they must love that. Yeah, so like they do, they they get all hyped up and they love it and like. They love to like after they score their goal goals, like skate over to our section and like jump into the glass That's and stuff awesome. like that. But then COVID happened like right around the time the Lamorellos came in and the checkers stopped letting us do that. And I was like, oh, it's COVID. Like, I get it. But this season, like we're setting up our group and I was like, hey, like, can we go back to like having that? Like the kids love it. Like everyone talks about how it's awesome to go down the tunnel. And she's like, all right, I'm going to have to, like, you know, get permission from the Islanders. And it was denied. And I was just like, dude, this is the freaking a- a- AHL. Like, yeah. let let loose a little bit. Yeah, for real. But that's that's his old school it's mentality. Ridiculous. He doesn't like, like he doesn't yeah. like his players interacting with the media, like outside of the Islanders media. He doesn't like his players, like even signing autographs for fans. It's mm-hmm. wild. It's terrible. It's it's outdated and. The whole number does he he's, does he still do the one to thirty five numbers? Oh yeah, and the, and the facial hair and yep. 
I don't know. It's just not fun. You know, the devils are fun because they're young and fast and they don't really care. And that's why people like them. So I think, I don't know. I don't know. It's just not how I would run a team. I'm also not a Stanley Cup champion GM. So I don't really have a, anything. To yeah, but it was a different NHL, man. It was. Yeah. It was. And, and like, I just saw, and I don't know how accurate it is, but like the U.S. viewership was down 22% this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's because like the Lamorellos aren't letting us do a high five tunnel in the AHL arena, but like, yeah. It's little things like that which build up hockey fans in non-traditional markets. Like Charlotte, North Carolina is not a hockey market. Mm-hmm. Like those little kids would then just like remember that forever and want to be Islander fans. Like why yeah. Why would you take that away? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. I don't get it. Totally agree. <laughs> I don't know why I got going on this. <laughs> because <laughs> you're passionate about it i guess yeah. so the passion so reese i i guess uh, i'll uh just because we've been chatting for almost an hour and i like to mix in some some fun and silly questions as well mighty ducks one mighty ducks two or mighty ducks three um i loved two i loved two i loved the whole team usa aspect I love the Trinidad jerseys. Those were sick. The tie dye. Um, can't. I mean, one's a classic. You can't knock it. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't knock it. But personally, two is two is my favorite, just because it was so fun. Yeah, and I, I think when they mixed in the new characters, it was just like, you know, having Keenan and and just like a, a mm-hmm. few of the other characters that they mixed in, having like the Bash brothers. Yeah, it was awesome. It, yeah, I I think D two was definitely by far the best. Mm-hmm. And my favorite for sure. And the, yeah, loved it. Is that your favorite hockey movie, or do you have a, a sleeper hockey movie? Uh not. A, I, I mean, not a sleeper, but it's it's miracle. It's yeah. I mean, you can't. It's the best. I, I every any anybody who isn't really a hockey fan, and I'm like, you got to watch this. Like, this is insane. Like, what a story, you know? <laughs> have you ever made it up to Lake Placid? I played there once when I was little. It was cool. I mean, I it was cool. It was like the rink you know and we and we grew up watching those movies and um watching that movie and knowing the story of sick the coolest thing about that rink is that like it feels frozen in time it feels like it has oh. stayed exactly the same as the day it did when they you know beat russia and then and ended up winning the gold medal it feels mm-hmm. exactly the same yeah it was cool <laughs> i hope it stays that way we're not touching anything <laughs> no they really like it doesn't seem like they have yeah, they should do like how like Fenway Park is like old, but they they somehow make it look keep it standing. They just need to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, they could have done with old Yankee Stadium. So I feel like Fenway will will eventually have to go in a few, maybe that like a decade sad, yeah. or two. Yeah, I'm, I hate the Red Sox. So that's a cool stadium. Mm-hmm. So I got a, I got a, I got a good question. I always like to ask too. So if, if you had the opportunity to get your song on a video game soundtrack, would it be an NHL soundtrack or would it be like a Tony Hawk pro skater soundtrack? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think from a business standpoint, I'd want to go Fortnite just because it's Fortnite, you know, it's yeah. huge. Um, but I mean, being on an NHL soundtrack would be fucking insane because I used to make little mixtapes of the soundtracks and like bring <laughs> CDs and like 
that would be so cool to just be on an NHL game. It'd be a huge thing for me and my brother who grew up just hounding those things. So um, that's my answer. Definitely. Do you have a favorite NHL soundtrack? NHL 03 is the best NHL ever. I love it. Like soundtrack and game or just soundtrack, like soundtrack and game. I still listen to those songs. It was, it was like, it was is that fat lip. I don't think fat lip was on that one. Um, but it was hundred million reasons. It was like a bunch of different jams from back then. And they used to have this cool little intro before the game started and it'd always be a different rock. So it was all rock music and, um, we used to get super into it and shut the lights off. Like we were actually like doing the intros in the basement and turn them back on to start playing. It was like super theatric. And like, I, it was Jerome again that was on the cover. I'll never forget. Yeah. It. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. That old Calgary. Yeah. Jersey. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. It's funny because when I was really playing like the NHL video games, they didn't have soundtracks. It was still like the eight bit music, and it was just like, the older it, it, yeah, the older ones like NHL ninety four is really like the one that got me hooked. Yeah, where you could just do the the wrap around the goal, super and like, goal, yeah, and yeah. score every single time. Yeah. But those were fun. <laughs> like those are so much fun. The eight bit ones. Yeah, but I, I I was in high school when they started like incorporating music that i was actually also list like discovering on my own and it was just like oh my god like i'll never forget when they had a gatsby's american dream song like that was one of my yeah. all-time favorite bands and then i was like oh my god like this is in the NHL soundtrack yeah. now this is wild they used to be awesome they used to be like all like the alt scene too it was like i remember there was like when fallout boy was getting big there was fallout boy in there and and it was just it was cool it was like i was like i was never going to be disappointed in an nhl soundtrack yeah i feel like that was like uh, that was like the the period of time too like 2003 and 2004 like even like the because i i vividly remember playing nhl to uh, not nhl nfl 2004 mm. i think it had like michael vick on the cover yeah, but like they even had like Blink One Eighty Two. They had Event Sevenfold on there. They had so many of these bands that I was listening to during that period of time in high school that I was just like, okay, like this is this is like I'm playing the game. I'm listening to the music. I'm listening to the music like when I'm driving to school or in my CD player or I think iPods had just become a thing at that point in time. Yeah, and then when you went home after school, like you were also seeing those bands on TV. Yeah, on TRL or Mike's. Yeah. Loser Stevens Untitled Rock Show, shit like that. It was awesome. Such I a could, yeah, I could go on and on about how much I hate the state of what the music industry is today for and a whole nother podcast, probably two podcasts. <laughs> so, um, but back then was awesome. NHL 03 for sure. Cool. Well, Reese, man, I really appreciate you hanging with us, and it was a ton of fun. Even though you're a Devil fan, it's still always fun just talking hockey because. I'm a hockey fan above everything, like hockey first, then Islanders. So I appreciate you hanging with us and super excited for those two sold out shows. Definitely let uh, Grant and the Suck Break kids know we said what's up because we'll they're and freaking Poeta awesome. too. I think Poeta's tell, tell on got there. a weird voice. Yeah, Poeta's on there. Oh, okay. Sick. Poeta's awesome too. Cool. But yeah, I, I hope those shows just freaking rock and. Mm -hmm. 
everyone buys merch because you're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't listen to this. I hope <laughs> <laughs> I hope they'll listen I hope, to this. Uh, yeah, listen to this part of the episode. I'll I'll just clip this part and be like, yeah, "Yo, this will be the, the yeah. thumbnail somehow, and Palisades will hear it." <laughs> but when when you do when you do meet the guys in Suck Brick Kid, uh, tell Grant that the Penguins suck, and then tell Dan that the Blackhawks equally suck. Okay, I could because those for are their you. teams, and uh, you you can't miss Grant or Dan. They're just. You'll know who they are. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Don't do it to Grant. I, I would be scared to do it. Do to it to Grant. Grant. Do it. Just do it and just say Justin sends his regards. <laughs> I like that. Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Best of luck with that. Can't wait to hear the the new single on 317 on St. Patrick's Day. Breaking as we news. Discover. Yeah, it's breaking news. I haven't told anybody that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Exclusive. There's a cool little feature on there, and it's the heaviest song I've done, and I'm super excited about it. And are you doing a, a video or anything like that for this one? Um, undecided right now. Um, okay. Just trying to get it all. I, I go to finish the rest of the songs like right when that comes out, so I'll uh, gonna figure that all out then. But um, I'm stoked on it, and I'll send it to you guys to check nice. it out. Hell yeah, definitely. Please do. Awesome. So we're looking forward to that. Looking forward to the eventual EP release. All good things, man. Sounds great. And hopefully the Devils start losing a few games so that the Islanders can get back in the playoffs you know, know. position. But I don't know about that. I don't think I agree with that. There. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I wish you the best. And I, I, I truly appreciate you hanging with us. And, uh, you know, we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Uh, go Devils for sure. Always. I'll get you. You got to get this tattoo by the next time I come back on. See, I have an Islanders tattoo, but it's on my leg. So okay. I, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up real quick, even though this is only audio, but I'll show you anyway. <laughs> this is for the, the Schmoley fans. The whole, the whole logo. Oh, is that like the, oh, that's cool. You yeah. The, uh, the oh, lighthouse. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That's has, cool. It has the, on the top of the lighthouse is the, the Charlotte crown. So it's like a, Long Island and a, a Charlotte tattoo, kind of yeah. mixing my two worlds. That's amazing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I, I don't hate the Islanders by any means. Uh, if you were a Ranger fan, we would have had some some discussions. True that. True that. All right, man. Well, I'll let you go, and uh, we'll be in touch, man. Peace. Thanks, guys. Have Thanks, a good man. one.